Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Matt dodged the punt. Gets a high snap. Gets it away. It's a knuckler. Jackson takes it at the 35. Picks it up. Looks for running room. He's at the 40. He's at the 45. Well, December 19th, 2010, MetLife Stadium. Everybody knows that play. Let's check in with Steve Politi, our friend from the Newark Star-Ledger. Steve, where were you that day? What was your vantage Oh, point? there. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> Press box. Remember it well. That was yeah. something else. Um, so, Eagles-Giants tonight. I want to start with the, with the really easy two-part question, which is Daniel Jones got drafted number six, I believe, in 2019. One pick ahead of Josh Allen. And before this season was pretty much viewed as a failed pick, but not now. He's had a very good season, was brilliant against the Vikings last week. So the easy two-part question is, what's been the cause of the turnaround, and what's his future in New York? Yeah, you know, I think he's finally gotten good coaching. You know, I mean, it's as simple as that. And, and you know, Brian Dable, of course, is the, is the guy who, who helped turn Josh Allen into Josh Allen. Of course, obviously, Josh Allen had a lot to do with it himself, but... To finally have a guy who could take advantage of, of what, what Daniel Jones does well, to give him a system that, you know, that takes advantage of what strengths that this team has. And I think that Daniel Jones, in a lot of ways, figured it out. He's not turning the ball over, which was the big problem his first two years. You know, he's only got four or five interceptions this year. He's cut back on, on the fumbles. Uh, the other big question was, could he stay healthy? He's been healthy the entire year. So that, that made, that's a big difference, too. Uh, and you can see what he does, what he's been able to do using his legs that adds another dimension to, to that offense. Uh, his future, I think they're, they're going to bring him back. You know, it depends on what level of contract the two sides can agree on, but I think there's got to be some fair medium, some three-year, $100 million deal that, that, that kind of gets to, you know, get both sides in a position where they, they think they could, they could uh, do well with that. I do wonder, though, it's a good question, like, does playoff success make that to the point where now Daniel Jones is going to command an even longer deal? I think that's going to be the big question in the offseason, whether or not his side will look for something that, you know, one of the mega, mega deals you're seeing with quarterbacks. Steve, it's Mike. What is Hi, it? Mike. Hey, uh, what is it about Dable that makes him such a good coach? Is it connecting with players? Is it his strategic approach to offense or defense or both? What, what is it about him that's allowed him to kind of turn the Giants around here? Yeah, I, I think the first part is he has definitely connected with the players in a way that, 
you know, Joe Judge and before him, Pat Shermer, Ben McAdoo. I mean, they haven't had exactly, you know, murderous row in the last few years. I think that's the first part, but I do think there's just a, there's a, there's a, there's a scheme, scheme part of it too, uh, a strategy part of it, you know, and it, it comes down to just getting, finally building around what this team's strengths were. I mean, this is not a great roster. Um, you know, the, the, there hasn't been a lot of talent on offense and they, they just found a way to take advantage of, of the good stuff that they have. Uh, and you've seen, you've seen, you know, not quite to the Minnesota Vikings level of winning in close games, but they've been really good in close games. And I think that's part, part of the fact that this team is adaptable. Uh, they change things. Dable change, changes things on the fly. Uh, he's come up with good game plans and he's a good in-game coach too. You know I mean? Like this season only started because he had the guts uh, to go for two against Tennessee at the end of that game and, and called the perfect play to, to steal one on the road in Nashville. If not for that, I don't think they're sitting here in the playoffs. Steve Politti is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Steve Politti, P-O-L-I-T-I. All right, finish this sentence for us, if you would. Uh, and we'll get your pick on the game in a little bit. But finish this. If the Giants are going to win tonight, it's because of? Uh, Jalen Hurts plays poorly. That's what I think. Is okay, the, so it's on the Eagles job. to lose the game, yeah, I think, Yeah, I think that the defense, if Wink Martindale comes up with something, uh, if, 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 I just, I just, you know, just because I think the Eagles are just a lot better. And I, I wrote this when I get, I get it. It's not the same team in December, but I wrote a sentence after that game when, when the Eagles blew them out 48, 22, that I'm not sure there's a single position group where the, the Giants have an advantage. Like I couldn't come up with one, maybe running back, but I'm, I'm not sure that, you know, if you had the choice between, you know, Miles Sanders or Orsay going Barkley, you wouldn't pick, you wouldn't pick the Eagles guy. So, um, and I, so I just think it comes down to, are they going to be able to force him into, to make some mistakes? Are they going to win the turnover battle? Uh, you know, and, and is he going to struggle in, in the playoffs, you know, with the pressure on in the playoffs? I think that's kind of the big thing. I don't, I don't think he will, but I think that's kind of their best way. I mean, I don't think, uh, they can win a shootout against this team. Um, I think, you know, as good as Daniel Jones played in Minnesota, he's going to have a, much more difficult time uh, running the ball, and he's going to face some pressure from the Eagles' defense. So I think it just comes down to that. They're going to make the most mistakes. So, Steve, one of the, I think one of the reasons for kind of uh, anxiety in the Philadelphia region over, the, over this game is that the Eagles haven't been at full strength and, and people haven't seen them at their best maybe since that Giants game. You know, they won the following week against the Bears, but then Hurts got right. injured and they – you know, I think it's safe to say they were holding back against the Giants in that final regular season game. You've covered the Giants and the Jets for for a while. You've been around football for a long time, and you've seen situations where teams, you know, enter the playoffs hot or enter the playoffs as the number one seed. Uh, is there any kind of conclusion that you draw or, you know, perspective you might have to, to look at the Eagles and say, oh, okay, th- this is something... Uh, that Philly fans should be worried about, or they shouldn't be worried for these reasons. You know, I think absolutely it is a valid concern. You know, you look in Giant, the recent Giants history. The, their their best team was probably that 2018 that lost to the Eagles, 23 11. I get it. You know, like Burris shot his leg off at a <laughs> nightclub. That certainly didn't help. That's right. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you think about it when you're 11 to one in in November. That's not when you want to be at your best. You want to be at your best now. So I can certainly understand the concern. I don't know, though, you know, you've, but how many times have you seen the exact opposite? I guess it's the question. Like, how many times has, has a fan base been worried and you get to the playoffs and now they've had basically three weeks to, to rest, to, to 
make sure Jalen Hurts is healthy to come up with a game plan. I mean, I have to imagine that puts him in a better position than than the Giants having to travel to Minneapolis on Sunday, a short week, the whole thing. You know, I mean, I, if you were to take one of the two positions, you'd rather have the home game on essentially three weeks rest than what the Giants are going through. So, you know, I I, I do wonder. I, I think this would be the kind of game where both for the Eagles' sake and for the fan base' sake, they come out and, and take an early seven nothing, ten nothing lead. That certainly would, you know, would be a uh, would make a lot of uh, people's anxieties uh, ease up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree that that I understand why they're worried. I think you I think you read it pretty well. All right, Steve, I I, I want to transition if I may to something you wrote this week, but uh, I'm going to do it by playing a clip um, from earlier in the week that Dexter Lawrence uh, said up there about, um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It's him talking about his mom going to the game tonight. You know, I know that fans going to be out there, and, you know, I hope we travel well. How do you describe that environment? Like you said, gritty. Uh, hard knows. I told my mom she can't come to the games because <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'd get, go back at them. But um, it should be fun, and I'm excited. All right. Um, I don't I You wrote a piece earlier this week, and you, you found all the familiar tropes. I'll give you credit for that. 76 <laughs> reasons to hate Philadelphia. I'm just going to read the beginning and then maybe one or two others and kind of get you to explain your thought process here other than poking a stick at us. Uh, this is specifically for readers who live above Exit 7A on the New Jersey Turnpike. This is for everyone who will not be among the Santa booing. Really? Really, with the Santa? You know that was number one. Come on, you're going to. You know that was 1968, right? Yeah, it's Think about the how long the universe has existed. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not that long ago in that time. Good comeback. Santa booing, horse punching, stadium jail needing, WIP drunk dialing. Hey, that's us. Those are our people. Fans swarming the parking lot hellscape outside Lincoln Financial Field in their tattered AstroTurf green jerseys this weekend. Well, you got seven of them right there. Right there. Yeah. Um, the, uh, your basis f- for uh, deciding to uh, write this and stir it all up? Uh, just have some fun. And uh, I talked I talk to Silski understands this. It's like when you're when you're doing the playoffs, you got to come up with you know four or five column ideas a week, and then when you're covering an underdog, you kind of you shoot your load in the first week because you don't know they're going to be there the next week. And then they win that game. You're like, oh, boy, we've got to come up with five more ideas. So you can only imagine the boat I'm going to be in if they, beat, if they win this game. But, yeah, just have some. And the fans took it with it. They really uh, – I had a lot of just really funny responses and oh, replies. Yeah. And, and some of them were, like, really, like, one guy, they take, a, they take offense to, like, one thing in particular. Well, I'm like about to do that. Their, uh, I'm actually going to say – Yes, three in a row. Hold on, because you you did your number sixty one through sixty three. Will Smith is from Philly. Yeah, well, okay, I guess the slap, but okay. Yeah, Michael Buffer too. Michael Buffer's our friend. Who are you getting, Michael Buffer? Larry Fine, the least funny stooge. Larry yeah. Fine yeah. was the was the subtle stooge. Larry Fine I was the it. literate stooge. Why would you take a shot at Larry Fine? I- I got an email, or 800 words explained to me why he was the true genius of the three students. <laughs> That's exactly. Uh, well, I, you got my, I'm glad I was going to say, sign Glenn Mack now. I can only reply, you're absolutely right, sir. You're, I yep. mean, if you're going to put that much thought into this email, I can only say, you got me. I only have 75 right. reasons now. And, and I just have two more, and then I'll turn it over to Mike for a while. Mm-hmm. Hall and Oates met in Philly. You do not take a shot at Hall and Oates in this <laughs> town. <laughs> 
You don't. <laughs> and you could tell you could tell I was out of I was out of ammunition at that point because yeah. I had to list call and oats independently, right? That yes, I noticed both, that. Sixty seven and sixty eight. And then yeah, you go so had, here's my favorite one because it relates to Mike specifically. As for Wawa's, okay, fine, thanks for those. Oh, that killed me, Chevy. That overrated. killed me. <laughs> you gotta love the Wawa. Come on. Uh, I, I don't. I, I can love a lot about Wawa. I don't have to love everything about Wawa. The two that bothered me were yeah. uh, the Palestra is a dump. Yeah, that was probably overstated. A little bit, yeah. and then you made you made a reference yeah. to a training room in the Spectrum, which would right. have been funny if the Spectrum still existed. Is it did they build they build those? When they yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm sure yeah, the DNA still about exists. Fifteen years ago, yeah. there's still some Dave. There's still some Dave Schultz teeth in whatever rubble was knocked down, though, right? I would think if, so. If yes. If I dug there in the ground, you would find some some evidence of, uh, you know, of, of Dave Brown's. Uh, there's something. There, there is, and, and it's there. you know it's funny, Steve. Glenn and I were talking about this early in the show, and I made the the point that. New York, in some ways, as as a sports market, can kind of be whatever it wants to be in some respect. You know, there is the element of we are New York, we are the town of the Yankees and greatness, and we are the cultural and and financial capital of the world. And then I think your sensibility as as a columnist certainly tends more toward the North Jersey market, you know, connected to New York, and that North Jersey market is much more... Philadelphia-like, I think, in its sensibilities. Yeah, no question. Yep, absolutely. We have more in common with you guys than we probably do with whoever's living in Battery Park. You're not completely correct. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. Steve, it, it, it yeah. is a really fun and funny and, and outrageous column, which uh, I enjoyed. Steve Politti, follow him uh, at Steve Politti on Twitter, uh, NJ Advanced Media, and the um, uh, Newark Star-Ledger. Thank you. Not the Bergen. And, can I just say me. one more thing? And yeah. Gritty, Gritty, if you're listening, Gritty, I, I apologize. You really, that was an unnecessary shot, too. And it's just jealous because we don't have good mascots up here. We don't. No, you Giants don't. don't have one. Yankees don't have one. Can you imagine if the Jets had a mascot? Holy cow. No, the closest. Be a disaster. The, the, the closest two you have are Mr. Met, who's not very good. Oh, terrible. No, Baseball head. And and Patrick Warburton for the New Jersey Devils. You know, the putty on Seinfeld. <laughs> He's a mascot. Absolutely. You know, he embraces it. Yes. Got to support the, the team. <laughs> uh, real quick, Steve, what's your prediction tonight? I'm going with uh, the Eagles by, I don't know, give me like a, a 31-21 kind of game. That yeah. sounds like a very good score. Actually, yeah, almost we'll identical to mine. Steve, yeah. a pleasure. We'll have you again. Thanks so much. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.